0: Oh, on a walk again. It's been a while since I've recorded. I mean, actually, I've done plenty of recording, but I haven't posted anything because I feel like everything I was talking about was just me complaining about people in my life here at this military base. And you know what? I decided I don't want this space to be about that. Um, This is supposed to be my safe place in my happy place but every time I recorded it just kind of seemed like I was complaining about this person and that and this situation and that and I don't want it to be like that Um, I'm out of breath because I just ate lunch and then did some pull-ups some assisted pull-ups with a band usually I don't use a band but today this is my second round of doing three sets, and so that's why, Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to start with, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but I'm gonna start with this riddle, not really even a riddle, it's more like a game that I learned in high school. And it goes a little bit like this. Um, In my world, there are, Uh, in my world there are things that are green and yellow, but not blue or red. Um, I'm thinking, in my world, there are, there are no bugs, but there are beetles. Um, in this world there are queens, but no kings. Princesses, but no princes. In this world. hmm. And in this world, um, there are doors, but no windows. Uh, Let me think of something of this. There are books, but there are books. Uh, There are books, but there are no pencils, or pens, or erasers, or rulers. There are no chairs, or desks, or tables, but there are stools. (laughs) There are no boxes, but there are, uh, in this world, there are bottles. Um, In this world, you have, let's see, In this world, there are no trousers or pants, uh, but there are dresses. <laughs> it's beginning to sound like <laughs> like, a women's world. I don't know, some feminist utopia where everyone wears dresses and is a queen and princess. But anyway, let's see. In this world, um, hmm. <laughs> In this world, there are no sneakers or shoes, but there are heels. <laughs> it just adds to my <laughs> um let's see what else huh there are there are no rocks and no stones, but there are pebbles <laughs> yeah. Can you guess what else is in this world? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll reveal the answer at the end of this um, at the end of this recording. Yeah. So I injured my knee during training. and I also injured my tailbone yesterday doing a headstand um during the weekend um during the weekends we wake up we do our morning roll call we eat breakfast sometimes we clean sometimes we don't i don't you, you can never guess it's just random and it depends on whoever's in charge um but as soon as that's over um I'll I'll go out to the field, maybe run a 3k, but because of my knee, I've just been walking a lot lately and I'll do my sit ups and push ups and pull ups, and then I'll do yoga. And while I was doing yoga, I was just, I don't know, I was just I haven't been really mentally present. And while I was doing a headstand, I tipped over far, uh tipped over too far forwards, my legs and uh, like usually, when I fall, like I'll catch myself, but I don't know why. I thought like I could do <laughs> like some cool flip to land on my <laughs> to land on my feet, but I landed right on my tailbone, so it was swollen yesterday, and my butt was like all uneven. <laughs> um, so I've been icing my butt. Um, yeah, but because of that, I can't do sit-ups anymore, and today I just. I don't know, I tried running. It's weird because it hurts when I walk. But then when I run, it's okay. So, maybe I should just constantly run everywhere. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, as I've mentioned, I haven't been really mentally present. And so, I mean, this happens once in a while. Like, I don't know, I just feel like my mind is elsewhere. Uh, usually... Mm-hmm i i feel like i'm present and i'm thinking clearly and i'm here and i'm listening and i'm actively um participating and just yeah but lately yeah i can't even speak (laughs) properly um yeah just if i could compare it to like an image it'd be like (sighs) it'd be like foggy and cloudy in my mind um so maybe it's because i haven't meditated in a while usually i'll meditate while i do yoga it's i think honestly i've been trying to get my sisters to meditate as well because they're they're going through a lot they're really stressed and like I want to help them. It's like, as the only brother, I'm always constantly trying to, like, provide solutions to help fix things when usually they just want me to listen. But I honestly think meditation is something that everyone can use um, in their lives. Um, Yeah, so I need to meditate. I wanted to talk about meditation because um, it's been, like, uh, I was going to say like a crutch to me, but then it makes it sound like I'm disabled, but I don't want to say that. It's more like a friend to me because, um, well, let me first start with, uh, by explaining this one thing. So there's this episode on the radio, on Radio Lab called Insomnia, and it's about all the people that can't fall asleep, um, it's a really fun episode they you have plenty of people from like i don't know like their students uh, essentially what they had was like a call line where like if you were wake up up at night you can just call in and explain what's going on and a lot of people were expressing their concerns about covid someone was staying up late working there was a student there's this one person that i i thought this was brilliant because all of these people are kind of you know, saying like, "Oh, like, uh, they all just seemed stressed and um, were up late because of this reason or that, but this person was up late because I liked how he said it, like he said, um, he spent the whole day like helping someone else or being there for someone else, and he just needed time for himself, and so he was up just enjoying <laughs> himself himself and his time alone. I thought that was beautiful, anyway, by the end of the episode they have this kid um explain well he this kid explains that he can't sleep at night because he's scared of monsters or something like that or he's, um and by the end of that episode this kid leads this brief meditation like session and i was discussing this with my sister and she's like she was like um she didn't particularly like that portion because she was like, what do kids know about meditation? And Maybe she has a point because like, you know, kids when they're young, I mean, even they say like your brain hasn't fully developed until like you're in your mid-20s or something. Um, which is sad because I just turned 25 last month. Um, and I recorded this um, voice memo where i was like talking about my regrets and my <clears throat> my accomplishments and i just feel like i'm not at my best i just can't believe this is my prime but anyway so you know we're not fully mentally developed as children so she's like what do kids know about meditation but then i Then remember this one instance in my life where I feel like I did maybe accidentally discover meditation as a young kid. So I think I was six or maybe I was four. I don't know. I was really young. And um, this was back at home in rural... Anyway, this rural area where i grew up and i didn't want to um disclose my lucky my hometown um anyway i f- took a nap fell asleep and when i woke up everyone was gone like my parents were gone my sisters were gone the house was dark and it was just quiet and i went to the door and it was locked and i started panicking just like i mean just like any child would do i just felt like so abandoned and I mean, it was dark because it was like midday, around four o'clock, like the sun was shining at the other end of the house. And so where I was napping, it was a little dark. And I remember just crying and crying at the door. <laughs> As a kid, every time I, I like cried, I would pee my pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, when our, my mom, um, when we were young, just, just quick side story she used to have this maid come over um I hate saying that because it makes it seem like we're rich and we can afford to have maids and I even brought this up to my mom as a high schooler like why do we have a maid if we're financially struggling so much why do we have a maid when we can be doing the work ourselves most of the time and I remember having this huge argument with her just complaining about I don't know the way she she was managing and uh, running things. We were just like I guess it was a rough time in our lives. From what I recall, it was just a financially difficult time. Um, and I think I was complaining about like how all the kids in my uh, at the international school like dressed well, but our family didn't, and so. I I just wanted my parents to, like, step up and, like, help us, like, be at our best. Anyway, and we had this huge argument. And I remember my mom's response to, like, me saying, like, why do we have a maid? And her response was, like, because it pays. Like, because it helps her. Um, She is also a mother and needs to feed and provide for her family. And so her just letting her do, you know little things around the house is uh, creates a job for her anyway but when i was really young because my parents were so busy out doing the work um the maid used to you know feed us spend time with us um just take care of us and play with us and <laughs> at around 5 five thirty, um when it was time for her to go as like a four-year-old kid i used to like run to the gate watching her leave crying and like like peeing in my pants just like urine running down my leg (laughs) sorry that's not a pleasant image but anyway so where was I going with this oh yeah so I'm crying going back to the story about when I quote discovered meditation accidentally you know how like when kids cry it's like their breathing pattern changes and they're like you know they're like sobbing and it was this kind of, like, deep breathing that brought me into this calm state of mind. And I remember it felt like I was sitting there on that couch, like, looking out the window, trying to find out, like, trying to see if my parents' car would pull up. Um, And it felt like two hours. But really, 20 minutes had passed. But it was just this mental state where I was just like, still, I was breathing and it was just quiet. And my mind was just blank. And then eventually uh, my parents' car rolled up into the garage and my sisters came out and my mom and dad came and it was like, all oh, rowdy and back to normal again. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And they didn't see the entire tantrum I had pulled, I had thrown. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so that's how i think i discovered meditation um yeah also about like falling asleep my biggest pet peeve when i was young like i didn't really take lots, a lot of naps because i feel like i i still don't because when i nap i feel like it takes away from me sleeping well at night i don't know some people aren't like this some people can like nap all day and then sleep all night but i'm not like that Um, I used to fucking hate it when I would be taking a nap and wake up to find my entire, like, family in the living room. Like, having cooked up some nice snack to eat, putting on, like, a cassette to watch together. Because when we were young, we used to do everything together. Like, if we were going to start a movie, we wouldn't start until, like, all of us were together. Um, (laughs) But I remember, like... My mom used to make lots of snacks for us, like when we watch, like play or watch TV, like she'd um, fry up some cassavas, make cassava chips or um, steam some sweet potatoes or. um, Yeah. Or corn or. Yeah, we had some healthy snacks now, now that I think about it. And I love that my mom used to make these for us. Like, it's such a special memory for me, like we'd be running around the house and she she would always have something on the table that we can just like grab and eat on the go. Um, Yeah, boiled potatoes, with just like a little bit of butter. Um, Yeah. Anyway, that's how I think I discovered meditation, but I never really thought about it until my freshman year of college. I, so I graduated I moved to the u.s in the east coast at a university I was there through a full tuition scholarship um and well the program i thought i was coming into the program doing like um the you know with the full tuition scholarship there were some like requirements i had to fulfill um things like this many hours of community service and this or that but it ended up being just like me serving this one uh, this one korean man and i just i it wasn't it didn't feel like community service and it didn't feel like i was actually making a difference or doing even anything i was also really young and i just wanted the full you know college experience and i felt like I was just really disappointed and it was a lot of it was kind of my fault because i had all these grand expectations of what life in college would be like especially in massachusetts um near boston and yeah and i remember there's this one breaking point where like i was just so upset and so sad um This man, he had had set up the scholarship program. I guess I have to explain this. He set this scholarship program up, and um, he said, out of seventy-two applicants, I was chose. I I I received the scholarship, but then the more time passed, I began to realize that like I didn't even like earned the scholarship what had happened was that he had this fund that he had gathered from a certain number of churches that he um and he wanted to help third culture uh kids such as myself um living in a different country for, of from my origin or from my parents you know home country and he quote had a heart for these kids and wanted them to have a decent education and so he set up this scholarship program but what ended up happening was just him sort of using the scholarship program as like leverage to get me to do whatever he wanted because he was like oh like I set this scholarship up for you like how could you not do what I'm asking you to do um and it was like this religious program and at that time, I was just trying to figure out what I believe. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, anyway, wow, well, just whole big can of worms right there. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I just feel like in every stage of my life, I always have like a Korean middle-aged man like antagonizing my life. My childhood, it was my dad just like Constantly stressing me about like being a proper boy or and trying to be manly or, or whatnot and stressing me about the military service, which back then was just like decades, decades away. And then um, that's kind of the reason why I was so excited to like start my life on my own and be independent, but only to find myself in the hands of another similar male figure. was just telling me that i was constantly not good enough spiritually or religiously um yeah like for example he would bring me his son his son's clothes his son was the same age as me and expect me to wear it and be thankful for it but some of the clothes didn't even fit and honestly they were like clothes from like the 2000s and i just you know like everyone wants to fit in and look and play the part and i remember this one time i was like well h&m is on sale and i got something and he was like how can a child like how can someone from someone who grew up from like east africa afford to like buy clothes you know like how could you do this like what happened to modesty and i don't know all these things he would stress me about um I was just constantly not good enough. Like I would show up to Bible study, which he required of me to be there so that I can play the piano. But then, and he also set up this like independent Bible study with himself. And there was Bible study with him and some elderly figure figures from his Korean Methodist church. And so that's just like three different Bible studies that I had to attend. When I was taking 18 credits as a freshman and trying to work and doing the 10 to 20 hours of community service, he wanted me to do, I just couldn't juggle at all, and I was never good enough. Like, if I didn't show up to his Bible study prepared, he'd be like, "Why aren't? Why don't you care about like your spiritual journey?" Anyway, I'm just getting stressed thinking about it so every stage of my life there's a korean male figure just like antagonizing my life here in this military service <laughs> it's my company commander but i don't want to get there um yeah but so to set up the stage and going back to meditation i was stressed and i what i was living in this like 400 hundred 10 by 10 by 10 a month basement room and it wasn't glamorous and it wasn't what I had wanted and not saying I mean yeah I think most of it was uh, most of it I blame on myself for having these like grand expectations but um grand expectations about moving to the U.S. and studying there um but what was I going with this yeah I was just Feeling really down and the way I would cope with (laughs) this is such an unhealthy way to cope with things with like I'd be so frustrated and angry I would go downstairs to my tiny bedroom and just like throw things like there wasn't much furniture in there but like I I don't know just like throw my clothes across the room and like I said it's a 10 by 10 by 10 room so it just wasn't it wouldn't go far and I would just like want to break things, you know, um, again, not healthy. But then after like, I would let all this rage out, I would then pick up the pieces slowly one by one by one. And that's kind of how like I emotionally dealt with it. But this one day I was just, I didn't even want to, have to go through that whole process of like letting it all out and then cleaning it all back up. And I just put my head on the desk. And, the and oh my gosh. This is where I feel like I truly discovered meditation. And, okay. No, we'll get through this later. But, the way I can explain it is like, I had literally put my head down for like 20 minutes. But it felt like an eternity. And I can't explain how it feels. Because, um, like, when I tell my... Like I said, when I encourage my sisters to meditate, it's like, they always tell me, like, they don't know if, they, if they're if even meditating. And I totally get that. Like, sometimes I feel like, you know, it just feels like you're sitting there. But, um especially when I first started and I was trying to, like, meditate on a day, like, on a regular basis, I didn't quite understand, like... <laughs> I guess I imagined myself as, like, being enlightened and, like, being in, like... Um, a higher level uh, mental state, but it's really not like that. The way it felt was like my thoughts kind of like ran in a cyclical pattern, but I was just thinking like, oh, like this is actually, I don't even know what I was thinking, but if I can try to explain it in like um, in imagery, it would be like my mind and my thoughts were like a piece of paper. And then I would fold the paper in half and then it would fold itself in half and then fold itself in half again and then it'd fold itself in half again and again and again and again and, again, and over and over and over again. And <coughs> yeah, I, I felt like I was there for forever. Just like my mind folding within itself, in itself and these constant layers on top of each other just like endlessly and yeah so i think there's this misconception that like meditation is like your your brain and your thoughts are just clear and it's like there's you're not thinking about anything but i don't think that's possible we're always constantly thinking about something um <clears throat> and that's why people to ta- like encourage you to focus on your breathing because it kind of distracts yourself from the thoughts at least that's what my friend taught me um yeah um so yeah that's when i i think that was a big turning point for myself because i was like oh this is what meditation is maybe question mark you know like i don't think (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I'm like a guru or anything. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just trying to figure it out. That's, um, yeah. Uh, and that's when I also got Headspace. Headspace, it definitely helps. And I really like Andy's voice. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I think it's relaxing. But um, I'd encourage, if you're wanting to get into meditation, to not think of it as like your mind being empty. Just like, let your thoughts run, let it run its course, and eventually it'll, it'll get tired. But I think it's just being still, breathing also has a lot to do with it. And yeah. Yep. <laughs> So I'm trying to think if I should add anything else. yeah, that's it. this is kind of getting long. okay. <laughs> bye.